And a very good Friday morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again, the Ode of Pain podcast. It's Friday, January 12th, 2024. And the Joe Beningo Ode of Pain podcast brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company. By Anita Discount Tire. And, of course, by DraftKings. It's January 12th. And if you're a Jet fan, it's a very important date because today is the 55-year anniversary of the Jets' lone Super Bowl win and appearance in Super Bowl three against the Baltimore Colts, beating them 16-7. to Joe Willie's guarantee and all that. Uh, unbelievable. 55 years ago today. Our one moment in the sun, and that's it. We have a day, and that's it. I was 15 years old. I'm 70 now. We still have not been back to the Super Bowl. And honestly, I don't see any in sight. And let me say this. And I, and I want to, while we're talking about the Jets, and we'll get to all the coaches, Belichick out now in New England, Pete Carroll's out in Seattle, Nick Saban's out at Alabama, you know, all the different coaches that, you know, we can get to uh, the, the different openings and all of this and where Belichick might wind up and, and that whole deal. But how about this with Aaron Rodgers? I got to say this, okay? So Aaron Rodgers, who has done nothing as a member of the New York Jets yet, nothing, 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 and nothing, okay? <laughs> he is criticized and basically has made comments that there's things going on in the organization that are distractions and need to be fixed and cleared up, okay? Now, I think part of that was what happened with um, Zach Wilson when the report came out that Zach didn't want to play for the Jets anymore. He didn't want to start the game coming up that week on Sunday, uh, you know, all of that, okay, which turned out to be an accurate report. And I think that's part of what Rodgers was referring to. But then, so Rodgers is giving you all this nonsense, okay, and then he goes on Pat McAfee's show, right, which he does every week for a million dollars a year. I think he's done now for the year, at least through the football season. And he's on there ripping Jimmy Kimmel. Not that I got any love for Jimmy Kimmel, okay? But he's out there accusing him for being on the Lolita Express with Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, what is that? No, seriously, I mean, what is that? I mean, I, I mean you got to be kidding me. Well, what, does he have any proof of that happening? And like I said, I got no love for Jimmy Kimmel, but you're telling me, Aaron, that, you know, is, that's not a distraction. So you're over there, you know, getting on the, you know, the organization, you know, for there's too much of this stuff going on and it's got to end. And you're out there on with Pat McAfee, okay, on his, uh, on his uh, YouTube channel, on ESPN, because he's on ESPN too as well, right? And you're saying Jimmy Kimmel was, you know, hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein. What, that's not a distraction? And, and where is, where's the proof of that? Was Kimmel's name on the list? I don't, I don't remember his name being mentioned, but whatever, whatever. I mean, I'm telling you, man, and I'm going to say this again about, about Rodgers. <clears throat> this guy better win and win big for us next year. I mean, it, to me, there's no gray area. Because he is setting himself up to be one of the most hated people in the history of this franchise if he doesn't come through. Now, let's, I'm serious. I mean, let's be honest about it. He's done nothing. He played four plays. Okay, he gets hurt. We understand that. You know, that's out of his control, really. But this guy's a 40-year-old quarterback, having not played now for a year, coming off an Achilles injury. I'm telling you, man, I, you got to be concerned. If you, I'm concerned going into next year. And they better, 
they better have a legitimate veteran backup quarterback because there is no gray area for this franchise next year. There is no gray area for Joe Douglas and Robert Sala and Nathaniel Hackett and everybody over there at Florham Park that runs this team. No gray area. If you don't make at minimum, and, and they got to do better than just make the playoffs. They got there's got to be some kind of a big run next year. And if that doesn't happen, whether Rodgers is playing or not, they're all gone. So I, I'm telling you right now, I got you're a Jet fan. You should be concerned about what's going on. I mean, Aaron, I'm thank God he's done with McAfee. Okay, and how about you know go off, go do your little retreat again, go do the Wachuska, whatever the hell they call that stuff. Go get. <laughs> Go get high for a few days, hiding in your black hole, okay? And hopefully you come out, you know, a little better uh, than when you went in, More all right? Enlightened. More enlightened, as my wife says, indeed. But he better win a bit, win big for us next year, I can tell you that. All right. All right, the big news of the week, obviously, Belichick uh, leave, stepping down as the head coach. I don't know if, if crap fired him. It seems like it was a mutual parting of the ways. And let me say this, okay? First of all, for all those people that wanted to see the Jets lose that game last week to New England so they could get a higher draft choice, can go up, you know, one rung or maybe two rungs in the draft, give me a freaking break. How sweet is it that the Jets sent Belichick out with a loss after losing 15 straight games to him? And I know the game meant nothing. I get it. Another lost season, another losing season for our team. But did you really want to see Bill win that game and probably get carried off the field by his players in the snow as he pissed on the Jets again? Really? <laughs> or did you want to see Bill go out with the, you know, looking like he's uh, constipated as he loses his final game as head coach in New England to the Jets? You think that he was happy about that? You, in his heart of hearts, you know Bill was beyond, beyond ticked off that his Patriot tenure ends with a loss to the hated New York Jets. So all my friends out there, all my Jet fan buddies that wanted to see them lose to get a higher draft pick, really? Really? You take no satisfaction in sticking it up Bill's ass in his final game as Patriot head coach after all the times he stuck it up Oz? Really? Starting with deciding, you know, that I'm not going to be the head coach of the NYJ? All right, going back all the way back to, you know, the uh, the end of the 1999 season, going into 2000 when Parcells left. Really? And then all the winning he did in New England <clears throat> and all the destruction of our team went 38 and 12, by the way. And I'm surprised the Jets even won 12 times. 38 and 12 against the Jets in his tenure with the Patriots. 38 and 12, including that 15 straight game, a winning streak. That was mercifully, thank God, stopped by Brees Hall and company last Sunday in Foxborough in the snow. So I, you know, so this uh, this this nonsense about tanking and losing and let Bill beat us again. Give me a goddamn break. And look, there's no disputing the greatness of Bill Belichick. I mean, look, he in my look, are you look to me? It's either one or two guys. It's either Vince Lombardi. Or Bill Belichick is the greatest uh, coach in the history of, of professional football. And Belichick did it. Nobody won more Super Bowls. Nobody went to more Super Bowls. Um, you know, only Don Shula's won more games in his career than Belichick has. So there's no disputing the greatness. And you could say, well, he couldn't do it without Tom Brady. You know, okay, fine. I mean, I get that and all. 
but he still did, you know, you know, he went to nine and won six. I mean, come on. How many division titles? How many straight years in the AFC championship game? I mean, we could go on and on and on, you know. So to me, you, you could go one of two ways. It's either Lombardi or Belichick as the greatest coach in the history of the National Football League. And, you know, look, uh, he did it in the salary cap era, which makes it even more difficult. But the bottom line is three of the last four years, you know, without Brady, the Patriots haven't been any good. They haven't been any good. They made the playoffs once and got absolutely whacked in that playoff game by the Bills in Buffalo. And he goes out with a whimper. His team finishes 4-13. and 13. They got no quarterback. They got no players and unceremoniously lose to the Jets on the final game of Bill Belichick's career. You can't tell me you're a Jet fan and you didn't enjoy it because I got to tell you, I did. I loved every second of it. So, Bill, good riddance to you in New England. Uh, I think he will wind up somewhere. I Look, I don't think he's going to go in the AFC. I know obviously he still wants a coach. He wants to break Shula's record. I don't see him going to the Chargers. I just don't see that. I really don't. I don't think he's going to be in the conference where the Patriots are. I think he's going to one of two places. And I could be wrong. You know, who knows? Maybe something happens. You never know. Look, if Mike McCarthy should suddenly lose on Sunday to the Green Bay Packers, I don't think that they will. But if the Cowboys lose to the Packers on Sunday in Dallas, McCarthy could be out in Dallas. And I could tell, I could see it. Jerry Jones saying, hey, Bill, come on down. And that would be, uh, I would think, a very solid landing spot for Belichick if McCarthy gets fired. I don't see that happening. And I don't want to, I like McCarthy. The Jets should have hired him. You know, the, you know, how many years ago when they hired Adam, Adam Gaze instead, what a disaster. You know, McCarthy wanted to coach the team, but I don't want to rehash all of that. But, uh, but let's, let's assume Dallas will win their game and make a little bit of a run here, which I think they will in the playoffs. I think there's one or two places Bill goes. I think he either goes to the Atlanta Falcons and go coaches for Arthur Blank in Atlanta in a division that stinks in a very winnable division that saw Tampa Bay win it with a 9-8 and eight record this year. Uh, and obviously, Atlanta's not any good. They don't have a quarterback. You know, don't try to sell me Desmond Ritter. They don't have a quarterback. They do have the seventh pick in the draft. Maybe they could get a quarterback there. And like I said, it, it's a division where he can win. Not a good division in the NFC South. The other place, though, that I think is more likely, and this is me, is the Commanders, Washington. You know, it's an all-time classic franchise. I mean, it loses some luster because it's not the Redskins anymore, which is absolutely a disgrace, but that's that's a story for another day. But I could see him maybe going there. Now, you look at the NFC East, you say, well, you got Dallas, you got Philadelphia, and the Eagles, to me, are a bit, something's going, something's wrong in Philadelphia, you know? And as far as the Cowboys, I mean, it looks like the Cowboys are set up to be pretty good for a while. Uh, as far as the uh, Giants are concerned, you know, right now the Giants are kind of in no man's land. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, are they going to draft a quarterback, you know, with the sixth pick in the draft? I mean, we'll see. So, But I still think Washington is an appealing place for Belichick to wind up. So we'll see <clears throat> how it all plays out. But uh, Belichick out in New England, and you got to be happy about it if you're a Jet fan. Now, a lot of speculation about who may take over in uh, in Foxborough. Uh, you hear Mike Vrabel's name mentioned because Vrabel was let go by the Titans. And, um, you know, he's a pretty good coach. And, of course, he has the pedigree, won three Super Bowls with the Patriots in New England, um, you know, that whole deal. So he has that 
as my wife struggles trying to open this freaking box here. I don't know what the hell she's doing, but nevertheless. Humble. You can't. My wife is putting. What's happening in the background here right now, for those who get more excited about what my wife is doing than what I'm doing, we took the tree down yesterday, right? And I we didn't put any of the stuff. Away. We just took all the stuff off the tree and the lights and the decorations and all and uh, did not put them away in the boxes they go in. So my wife is doing that right now. So that's the insanity you hear in the background is that. But getting back to getting back to the Patriots, I've heard a couple different guys. I mean, like I said, Vrabel's name has been mentioned. I've also heard Gerard Mayo, of course, the former Patriot linebacker, number one draft choice from New England out of Tennessee, you know, 10, 12 years ago, whatever it was. He's on the Patriot staff now. You do hear rumors about him winding up there. So we'll see if that happens or not. But uh, nevertheless, Belichick out. A bunch of openings now. Pete Carroll, which was a stunner. Look, we were I, nobody was really surprised about Belichick going. I mean, you've heard about it. Really, it's been speculated and rumored all season that Belichick was going to be out in New England. But Pete Carroll, nobody saw that coming. Pete Carroll out in Seattle. And look, Pete had a hell of a run. Remember, he coached the Jets for just that one year in 1994. And then Leon has stupidly let him go to bring in Richie Coltide after one year. Never got a real shot there. He coached the Patriots after that. Did win a division with them, get him to the playoffs a couple times. Wind up getting fired there. Uh, and then, of course, for Belichick, of course. And then he goes to USC, kind of re redoes his career as the head coach of the Trojans. Wins national championships there. You know, Matt Liner, Reggie Bush, Lendell White, and all those guys that he had at USC. And then when the scandals hit there and he leaves, you know, uh, leaves Southern Cal, he winds up going to the Seahawks where he had tremendous success. He took them to the playoffs 10 times. Of course, winning the Super Bowl uh, after the uh, 2013 season. Should have went back to back. Still, you know, the one thing that will always hang over Pete Carroll's head and he's probably a Hall of Fame head coach. But the one thing that will always hang over Carroll's head is not handing the ball to Marshawn Lynch on the goal line in the Super Bowl in Arizona, uh, which would have made the uh, the uh, Seattle Seahawks a back-to-back Super Bowl winner and would have took one of those Super Bowl championships away from Bill Belichick. So, you know, that does hang over Carroll's head. But he did a tremendous job. Uh, like I said, 10 years uh, making the playoffs in Seattle. Super Bowl champion went to two. So Pete Carroll out. Big surprise there, no doubt about it. And then the other shocker, which really was shocking to me, Nick Saban stepping down at Alabama. I mean, that is a stunning. I mean, nobody saw that coming. Alabama had another big year. They got to the, they got to the uh, college football playoff. Lost that uh, very, very – that classic overtime loss to Michigan – in the semifinals, of course, Michigan goes on uh, to win the championship, beating up Washington to win the national championship. But a shock, Saban being out. And I tell you, you talk about tough shoes to fill. That's going to be very, very difficult. I, I There's one name, and I'll give Tony Kornheiser uh, credit for this. There's one name that you hear, and that is, uh, well, at least Kornheiser brought it up, Urban Meyer, who, I, you know, if, if Alabama is going to continue to win, that's probably the guy, you know, probably is, you know, only two, two college coaches in history have won national championships with two different teams. Nick Saban, who won six with Alabama and one with LSU and Urban Meyer, 
who won a national championship with Tim Tebow in Florida and in a national championship at Ohio State as well. So he might be somebody that, uh, you know, you might look at if you're uh, the powers that be with the Crimson Tide in Tuscaloosa at Alabama. But really, stun- roll tide, as my wife says, stunning <clears throat> that Saban and Carroll are out. And you look right now at the openings in, in the NFL. Got a bunch of different openings in the NFL now. The Washington job is open. The Tennessee job is open. The Atlanta job is open. The Charger job is open. The Patriot job is open. Uh, you know, you look across the board. I guess the Raider job is open too. It, uh, now, to me, and I know that I know Bruce Allen wants a, uh, Bruce Davis, excuse me, wants to make a uh, a big splash. I think he's trying to get Harbaugh over there to, with the Raiders. I think that's what's going on. I don't see Belichick going there because Brady's got something to do with the Raiders now, and I don't think there's any real love loss there. I don't see Belichick going to Oakland, Oakland, Vegas, whatever they are. But, I mean, if I'm the Raiders, how do you let Antonio Pierce go? How do you let him go? I love this guy. And I think the, t- the Titans were looking to, <clears throat> you know, to interview him. I think Mike, I think uh, Antonio Pierce is the second coming of Mike Tomlin. I really do. I like him a lot. And I think the Raiders are making a mistake if they let him go. You know, after they let everybody go, after they let McDaniel go in the middle of the season, uh, the Raiders went five and four down the stretch. So, I, I mean, I'd hold on to Pierce, but that's me. All right, Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast. I want to get my uh, picks in here for the uh, uh, wild card weekend. We'll get them in here in a second. Let me get my sponsors in here. The Hackensack Brewing Company. Okay, so we've got it straight. We got it set now. Uh, two weeks from today, January 26th, we will have our next live podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company. Hopefully, the weather is conducive. Uh, John Jastrzemski is going to join me there. So, it uh, should be great. So check it out, January 26th, the next live podcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company. And you know the deal. It's located 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge, uh, just 30 seconds off beautiful Route 4 in even more beautiful Hackensack, New Jersey. Tap rooms open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, right behind the tombstones. Check it out. See Mike Jones, see TJ, everybody over there, Herb, the whole crew, Andre, <clears throat> January 26th. Two weeks from today, the next live podcast, Beningo and John Jastrzemski at the Hackensack Brewing Company. Don't forget a needed discount tire. Check out my son, Johnny. Check out his boss, Harry. You need work done on your car. You need tires. You need your car inspector, whatever you need. Rivervale, New Jersey on Westwood Avenue. <clears throat> Tell them I sent you, Johnny and Harry and everybody, Rob over there. Uh, don't forget, whatever you need for your car, check out uh, Anita Discount Tire. And then, of course, um, DraftKings, and if you're going to bet on the NFL playoffs, the only way to go is DraftKings. You've got all the different bets. Uh, you know, you got all the different side bets that you can do and the whole deal, in-game betting, the whole thing, uh, everything you want, you do it at DraftKings. You got a gambling problem called 1-800-GAMBLER. You can visit www.sot1800gambler.net. In beautiful New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. All right. Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast, the 55th anniversary of the Jets winning their lone Super Bowl in Super Bowl three back on January 12th, 1969. 55 wonderful years of Jet football since then. As we get ready to make our picks for wild card weekend. All right. Now, 
uh, as far as uh, let me just give you my final. And and this week, what we're going to do this week, we're going to pick all six games. So not just three games as we've been doing all year long. We're going to go all six games uh, of the uh, of Wild Card Weekend. I finished the regular last week. I went one and two last week. I kind of faded down the stretch a little bit. I went one and two. I lost with the Colts. I liked them against the uh, Texans. They wound up losing the game outright, 23-19. And, of course, Houston wound up winning the AFC South with that victory. I lost with the Ra- – uh, I, I won with the Raiders, actually. Raiders were two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Broncos. They won by 13. That was my win. And I lost with the Pats. I took them against the Jets, and I couldn't have been happier to lose. I got to tell you that, as the Jets wind up winning the game and set Belichick out in style, 17-3. to So one and two last week. I finished the regular season 31 up, 21 down, two pushes. So I had a solid regular season with my picks. Here we go. Six, all six games for wild card weekend. We will start with the games on Saturday. Cleveland in Houston to play the Texans. The Browns are a two-point favorite. I love Cleveland here. I just think Cleveland is a very, very dangerous team going into this playoff. I really do. I think the Texans were a great story. Uh, You know, D'Amico Ryans did a tremendous job. C.J. Stroud had a great year. I just think this Brown team is much better. They got one of the best defenses in football. Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward and company. uh, And Joe Flacco is playing at a ridiculous high level right now. And I really think Joe Flacco is on a mission to get back to that Super Bowl. I really do. Now, he's playing tremendous football. Remember, a couple weeks ago, they played Houston Cleveland. And Flacco lit up the Texans. I believe that game was in Houston, too. And he lit them up. I love Cleveland here. I think Cleveland's dangerous. I think Cleveland has a real shot to go to the Super Bowl. I really do. They're probably going to have to do it completely on the road. But I think they got a real chance here. So give me the Browns, minus two, Saturday afternoon in Houston against the Texans. That's game one. Game two, they ridiculously, the fact that this game is on Peacock, the NBC streaming service, Saturday night, my wife's going to have to figure it out. The Chiefs are four-and-a-half-point favorite over the Dolphins in Kansas City. Now, the weather in Kansas City is supposed to be brutal. They're talking about record cold temperatures, you know, minus five degrees, whatever it's going to be. Just a lovely, lovely night. Right, lovely night in Kansas City, Missouri. Chiefs are four-and-a-half-point favorite. The Dolphins are all banged up, man. No Bradley Chubb, no Jalen Phillips. Uh, I guess Waddle and Mostard are going to play, but no Xavier Howard. They're really banged up on the defensive side of the football. And they really, uh, you know, they wound up uh, blowing the division title when they lost to Buffalo last week, a week after they got absolutely annihilated by the Ravens in Baltimore. But I I, I was on my my buddy JJ's podcast last night. We do our picks. And he made a great point. The game that really killed Miami this year was that Monday night loss in Miami to the Tennessee Titans. That's the game that really destroyed the Dolphins' season. <clears throat> when you look at it, really cost them the division title. I like the Chiefs here. I don't love four and a half points. You know, the Chiefs have had problems offensively, you know, holding on to the football. Travis Kelsey, not the same guy, you know, a little too uh, little too much with his uh, friend Taylor Swift there, you know, a little too much of, uh, you know, uh, what do they call it? La Dolce Vita or whatever. There's other things I would say, but we won't. <laughs> but nevertheless, 
Uh, I, I like the Chiefs. I still think Patrick Mahomes is going to be cold. And the Chief defense has been great. Really, really, the strength of the Chiefs this year was the defense. Chris Jones, uh, you know, Snead in the secondary. You know, they're really, really, William Gay at linebacker. Uh, I, I really think that's been the strength of Kansas City this year. So I think the Dolphins are really in a lot of trouble here. Give me the Chiefs. I like. I would like this to be a little less than four and a half, but give me the Chiefs on Saturday night, laying four and a half to beat Miami and Kansas City. Those are the two games on Saturday. We move to Sunday, and speaking of bad weather, the Bills are a 10-point favorite over Pittsburgh and Buffalo. They're talking three to three and a half feet of snow in Buffalo for this game. Can you imagine? Three to three and a half feet. And there was even some talk of moving the game. You cannot move the game. I have no love for the Bills. I have no love for the Bill fans. But there's no way that you can take this game out of Buffalo. I'd be delirious if I was a Buffalo Bill fan. Now, the line is high. And maybe, you know, maybe the uh, the weather's going to be a factor. I just think the Bills, look, the Bills have to get to the Super Bowl. There's no more gray area for them. They closed the season out red hot. Uh, they were at one point, remember, they were 5-5. Five and five. They won six of their last seven games. You know, to get them to win the AFC East when all is said and done. They're winning this game. Ten points is a little high. I give Mike Tomlin all the credit in the world. I guess Mike Tomlin's not going nowhere as he winds up winning ten games and making the playoffs with not exactly three great quarterbacks. When you look at Kenny Pickett, Mitchell Trubisky, and then Mason Rudolph will be starting this game on Saturday. Uh, The Steelers can run the ball. They looked good last week beating the Ravens, who didn't play anybody. Remember, Lamar didn't play. Uh, you know, Roquan Smith didn't play. A lot of their guys were out uh, of that game. Zay Jones and all of that. But uh, the line is high. You know, maybe the weather becomes a factor here. I don't know. But I'm going to lay to 10 with Buffalo. I just think they're not losing this game to Pittsburgh. Give me the Bills laying 10 at home Sunday afternoon, 1 o'clock Sunday against Pittsburgh. All right, we go to the NFC games. The Cowboys, the 4.30 start on Sunday on uh, Fox. The Cowboys are seven-point favorite over Green Bay. I love Dallas here. Dallas has been dominant at home. They basically have blown everybody out at home. They blew out Washington last week in Washington, 38-10, to seal the NFC East crown. They would have won it anyway because Philly lost to the Giants. They have been unbelievable at home, and they are not losing this game. Give the Packers credit. Give Matt LaFleur credit. They went 9-8. and eight. They look like they got their next quarterback. You know, it's amazing. They go from Brett Favre to Rodgers, now to Jordan Love. Give them a lot of credit for get, making the playoffs, but they're not beating Dallas here. And you also got the Mike McCarthy factor. McCarthy going up against his old team. I don't see any way Dallas loses here. I really don't. I just don't see it. And, uh, look, if they did, I think Mike McCarthy's probably out in Dallas, but I don't think that's happening. I think the Cowboys blow out Green Bay here. So give me Dallas lane seven at home on uh, on Sunday afternoon against the Packers. Okay, the Sunday night game, probably the toughest game I had to pick of the games. The Rams, a three-and-a-half-point underdog in Detroit against the Lions. I was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Now, you got the whole Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff thing. Remember, they were traded for each other. Uh, You know, Sean McVay. You know, Goff actually took them to the Super Bowl. Remember, after the 2018 season, they lost to the the Patriots, the final of Bill Belichick's six uh, Super Bowl championships, right? And then the trade, 
with the Lions for Matthew Stafford. Stafford takes the Rams to the Super Bowl after the 21 season. They win it. Um, so you got that whole storyline going. Jared Goff against his old team. The Rams winning the division for the first time in over 30 years. Their first home playoff game since Wayne Fonts and Barry Sanders going all the way back in 1991. Remember, they won that divisional round game against the Cowboys and then lost the NFC Championship game to Washington the following week. <clears throat> Boy, I want to take the Lions, but I'm taking the Rams getting three and a half. I, I just think the Rams are a dangerous football team. You know, they're only two years removed from winning the Super Bowl. You know, you still got Stafford there. You still got Cooper Cup there. You still got Aaron Donald there. You know, the emergence of Puha wide receiver. They're playing great football down the stretch. You know, I, I really want to take the Lions here. But I'm getting three and a half. I'm even getting a hook here with the Rams. So I think the Rams are dangerous. And if the Rams win this game, the chances are that they will be uh, on their way to play the 49ers next week in Santa Clara. And I'm telling you, the last team that San Francisco wants to see is the Rams coming to town for the divisional round. Give me the Rams plus three and a half in Detroit against the Lions to end the Lions storybook year. The Rams plus three and a half on Sunday night, the NBC game in Detroit against the Lions. And then finally, the Monday game, I got to go quick here. I'm taking the Bucks, getting the three. I just think the Eagles are in free fall. I think there's a lot of issues there. They were at 10-1 and one at one point, and then they wind up just collapsing. The only win they had down the stretch was that win over the Giants in Philly, and they were lucky to win that one. I think the Eagles are in a lot of trouble. Jalen Hurts is a little banged up. A.J. Brown's banged up. Give me the Bucks plus three at home Monday night against Philly. So, everybody, enjoy the playoffs. God bless uh, all of that. 55-year uh, anniversary of the Jets win. All the love.